Hey guys, it's Kalo Baby. As you know, this week we're going to be doing the business segments and we're going to be talking to different business entrepreneurs within the GTA. Today I have the lovely boss lady of Lashmapolitan. Hello, hello. So we're going to be asking her a couple questions about her business, how she got here, what inspired her, and so on and so forth. So, boss lady of Lashmapolitan. Yes. What motivated you to get in the cosmetic industry? Um, I think I've always been someone who's interested in beauty, like whether it was hair, makeup. I did like my own hair, my own makeup most of the time. Mm -hmm. And um, I think maybe because I went, like I danced and I was a competitive cheerleader and stuff like that. So we had to wear a lot of makeup. So I think that's where oh. I kind of started, like was first introduced to it. Um, and initially I wanted to start like a strip lash line because I loved mascara. Like that was my favorite beauty product. Mm -hmm. Um, and then one day I was like talking to my boyfriend about it and I was like, why don't I start an eyelash line? It's the most <laughs> epic thing ever. And he was like, why would you start an eyelash line when you could do lashes? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So then I did some research into eyelash extensions and then I was just kind of like hmm, this is maybe something that I want to get into well there you heard it yourself yeah and so for the ladies how do you choose the right lash to flatter a face when you're doing lashes so that's like a huge part of my business mm -hmm. um so there's I like to say that there's there's lash technicians and then there's lash stylists artists experts pros masters <laughs> and what we do is a little bit different than what a technician does i think an eyelash technician um they apply lashes lash extensions to your lashes in yeah. no particular order shape or form yeah um i think what i do um so lashmopolitan we really focus on uh, lash integrity so the health of your lashes and mm -hmm. we also focus on customized designs so we live in a world where nothing is one size fits all. Very true. And neither are lashes. Um, and if you buy strip lashes or if you're a strip lash wearer, then you know that when we buy strip lashes, they're not made for every single eye shape. Definitely not. I've right. had my struggles. Right. So you buy them have to <laughs> cut them or, you know, get them customized or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So um, with eyelash extensions, the beautiful thing about it is, is that we can customize every single eye that comes into us mm -hmm. and not every style fits every client. Yes. Right. I think a lot of people are familiar with the cat eye and it's, you know, short lashes to the really long lash, but mm -hmm. our outer corner lashes are incredibly short. So to do a cat eye doesn't really work because yeah. to put our longest lash on our shortest natural lash doesn't Makes make any sense. sense. Yeah. So what I usually do is a client comes in, we'll do a quick consultation. We'll figure out like what they want, like what, what are they going for? Mm -hmm. And then I, as the, the stylist or the expert, I'm going to tell them like, this is going to be the most healthy thing for you, or this is going to be the most unhealthy thing for you. And I kind of try to give clients what they want or what they didn't know they needed. That's good. If that makes sense. No, that makes complete yeah. sense. Because when you go to the nail shop. Right. You just slap <laughs> nails on Yeah, hey, let's get some lashes. Let's get your money exactly. and get it out of the way. And it's just completely, it's different. Um, I know at the lash salon, they, they use clusters a lot, which are so, so damaging and dangerous for your lashes. Um, but 
when people are like, oh, I went to the nail salon and they ruined my lashes. I don't really agree with that <laughs> because I feel like you get what you pay for. That's very true. So if true. you're paying $50 for a full set of individual eyelashes that are being done in half an hour, then you are getting what you're paying for. They yeah. are giving you what you're paying for. But eyelash extensions are individual. So it's literally separating every single individual natural lash that you have. Mm -hmm. And applying a lash extension there. And we have about, the average human has about 90 to 120 natural lashes per upper lid, per eye. So there's no way that you could do it in 50 minutes, or sorry, 30 minutes, and then charge 50 bucks for it. So I must say, I admire all the knowledge <laughs> that you have. I give this. a lot of information. Like all of my clients are lash pros. Like they could go out and start their own business. Yeah. I, I really do try to take the time to explain those things to them because there's things that they, they don't know. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of clients who have come from the nail salon and you know, it sucks. I can't do what they want. Yeah. Right? I have to put lighter lashes on them and fewer lashes on them and help the lashes slowly grow back. And yeah. then we can kind of play with different styles and designs. But, uh, I do a lot of rehab. That's good. Because, there's just not a lot of good that information. That and they use nail glue. Exactly. <laughs> and that's not the right glue to use. So, I mean, shout out to the nail salons. We love y'all, but leave the lashes. Leave the to lashes the, to, to the, the pros. pros. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's some advice you'd give someone starting up in a business sector as competitive as yours? Because, I mean, makeup and lashes and brows yeah. that's something that's very competitive so it is it's it's competitive and it's hard for for instance like to touch on the brows because i always leave brows out but <laughs> they're also my babies um bra we we live in a society now where brows are like eight bucks yeah but we've also heard like horror stories <laughs> from people who have gotten eight dollar me brows. me exactly. <laughs> so it's hard um but i think as far as like oversaturation goes um mm -hmm. Well, okay, to, just to touch back on the $8 brows, it's all about education, right? Yeah. And, like, there's huge, huge, huge brow stylists now. Like, Kelly Baker Brows, mm -hmm. for what, is, like, a huge person. And her services are, like, $45. Mm -hmm. But her clients keep coming back because their lashes are growing more healthy and fuller. And yeah. So she's really taking the time to really care for people's lashes and, or brows, sorry, and to educate them. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is one of the, the like edges that you need to have with, within a business or an industry that's very saturated. Yeah. Is A, you have to be willing to educate people. Yeah. You have to understand that no question is a dumb question. Um, and B, so I was having sh struggling with this because as you know, there's new lash tech every day. There's a new makeup artist every day. Every day. <laughs> um, but so I was struggling with it one day and I was sitting in a parking lot actually at Trinity Commons and in Brenton and I was sitting there and I was just like, fuck, like this is so hard, like whatever. And I looked up and there was a Bell, a Telus and a Rogers literally side <laughs> by side, like side by side. There yeah. was no space in between them. And I thought to myself, it's like. Bell, Rogers, and Telus, they all offer something very different. Like yes. similar but different. different they're all yeah. offering 
um, tech products, but they all offer a different experience. Yes. And so people are going to go to or are going to stay with who they love for the experience that they give them. So I don't really believe in oversaturation. I think like if you Google hairstylist Toronto, there's going to be like thousands of yeah. salons that come up. Mm -hmm. If you do it for nail salons, if you do it for makeup artists. So it's like, if there's room, if there's a calling for you, then there's room for you. Yeah. Um, but you have to have something that's unique and that stands out from other businesses because it's so easy to be a copycat. You're very right. But when you're copying other people's business form, business plan, business structure, mm -hmm. um, you can, you're only as good as their next move, right? And so you have to be innovative in that way. And I think that you can you can have a business. You just have to have the the passion for it. Yeah. And I feel like a couple of years ago, everyone wanted to be a makeup artist. Yes. Everyone. And it's kind of dwindled down now. It's like only the strong survive. It's kind true. Of thing. It's the same thing with the lash industry. And like of all the beauty services, lashes are, is the baby. We're the youngest of the industry. We've only been around. Like people have only really been getting lash extensions for maybe like 15 or 20 years now. Yeah. Um, aside from hair and makeup that's been around forever. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're pretty new. Um, and we just have to like, Keep in mind that, yeah, there's going to be lots of people who are going to take an $800 course or a $1,000 course and become certified. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to have a great business. That's very true. And, clientele. Right. And a thing that I even had to, what I'm doing now, why I have my laptop out and everything is, is that there's a lot more to the business side of it. Mm -hmm. Putting lashes on people really isn't that difficult. Mm -hmm. It takes like some practice, but yeah. it's not rocket science, but like running a business is. Yeah. Like every aspect of it, like yeah. marketing, branding, um, your social media, your website content, like your ability to take accountability for things that go really good and take things, take an accountability for things that go really wrong yeah. in your business. Um, troubleshooting and retaining clients. I know. There's lots of people who are just looking for a deal. They might come to you because you have a promo going on now and then they're off to the next person that has a promo. So like mm -hmm. being able to retain clients, I think is something that's hard. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good informative information. Mm -hmm. I think the difference with you from what I've heard from a couple other people running businesses is they don't like to inform their clientele of right. what it is that they really have to offer, what their service can bring to the table. So I do definitely appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, what keeps you going in this business? Um, what keeps me going? <laughs> There's definitely something because I want to quit every single day. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like yesterday I was having a bad, not a bad business day, like a bad mental day. Like, yeah. I was like, fuck, like why are things not moving as quickly? But I think honestly, um, I'm like a tough person by nature. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it takes a lot to discourage me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think my lack of patience is what keeps me going. <laughs> no, my ability to understand that I lack patience yeah. is what keeps me going because I think as a millennial, we want things to happen right very away. Very fast. That's very true. If we're ordering food, we can go to Skip right away. <laughs> if we want to order makeup off of Sephora, go online, right away. do it right away. So I think for me, and it really took me like talking to older people who are business owners, mm -hmm. um, who are maybe not from the same generation as us. Yeah. And um, reading other people's successes and like, you know, uh, there was something on Twitter I was reading yesterday and I should have saved it, but it was basically like a list of 20 authors who published their first book after the age of 40. 
and like they're super successful like Mark Twain was one that sticks out to me because I read his books mm-hmm. and it's just like I think that remembering that Rome wasn't built in a day you know Sephora wasn't built overnight yeah Saks Fifth wasn't built overnight mm-hmm. all of that is what keeps me like focused and then knowing that there's a need for someone like me in my industry yeah because I I get my lashes done mm-hmm. and as a lash tech you can't do your own lashes yeah and so I've experienced other lash techs and there's things that I love about some of them and there's things that I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. and there's things that I would do differently in my business and like you know, and I think that that is what is important, especially with lash artists across the board. Like we're all very unique. We all have different approaches to how we do what we do. And so I think that like if you have something that's unique about you, then yeah, you definitely need to get into the business because there's a need for you. You. Yeah, I get you what you mean? mean. I like that, you know, if you do lack patience, at least it's something that you can say, OK, let me strive right. off of exactly. that. So that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the pleasures of being your own boss? <laughs> There's so many. Um, I've got, obviously I've worked in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think being your own boss, it gives you such a, like a, aside from like, you, you can pick your own days that you want to work. And yeah. you can go on vacation when you want to. And you don't have to work holidays or weekends <laughs> like if you don't want to. Yeah. And, Especially with this business, um, in the lash industry, especially and even with brows, right now, like there's so much money in it, mm-hmm. and you can make a lot of money, um, and that's obviously a determining factor. <laughs> of course, you want to make money, but you, I think what key, like what the best part about it is just like the the. The ability to, like, have your ideas translate and for other people to be like, wow, like, I didn't think about it like that or something mm-hmm. like that. I think working for someone else, you're, like, you're, like, doing someone else's vision. Yeah. And I feel like when you're your own boss, when you accomplish something or your clients are coming through the door or you're getting good reviews online and stuff like that and you know you're doing something right, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the great things. And I think, like, being able to call your own shots. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm bossy. I guess it depends (laughs) on who you talk to. I'm not bossy, but I'm definitely particular. Yeah. And I have a system. Like, I'm very systematic, and I have a very, like, way of thing. Like, I have a, like, method to my madness. Yeah. And I think that's the best part for me is being able to be the boss of my own shit. Like, do my own stuff. Like, make my own rules. Make my own calls. If I don't like something, I'm not doing it. I have a graphic designer and a web designer that I'm working with right now, and they might suggest something to me. I don't fucking like it. I'm not doing it. (laughs) You ain't doing shit. I'm not doing it. And the thing is, too, is, like, when you're your own boss, you you treat... Like, I don't have kids, so my business is my baby. Yeah. And I take it very seriously. And that's good. I think you should. I think a lot of people should. Mm -hmm. I think... uh, I think after a certain point when people see their business growing, they start to lose a bit of that niche that they yeah. had for it in the beginning when it was starting to elevate yeah. and grow. Yeah. So to see that you hustle. still yeah, so to see you still cradle it and have that drive and ambition for it to excel to newer heights, mm-hmm. I can definitely appreciate that because I'm definitely new to this podcast industry yeah. and woo child. Well podcasts are fun. <laughs> I like them. There's actually lash podcasts. Too. Wow. Yeah, where they have like different lash 
bosses on and they just talk about well, the business. girl you should yes, be there you I should know. be there i know I? so last question um, um how do you feel social media has elevated your brand oh my god social media is the difference is the difference in everything that we consume now mm-hmm. um we, social media is a way to touch and grasp and communicate and interact with people in real time real fast mm-hmm. um i think even for the lash industry or even the beauty industry like social media has allowed people to have real time portfolios yeah. of their work where they don't have to walk around with a book and I be know. like i'm really good i promise like flip through my book people can scroll through they can save See, pictures yeah. they can send pictures to their friends so i think that that's great i think all these new upgrades of social media, like I think that social media outlets have also understood the benefits to business owners because now like on Instagram, like you can have a book button or you can have an email button or Mm -hmm. you can have a direction button. So they, I think they understand too that this is really like, I think one of the most innovative ways to connect consumer and company um, and really have a really strong impact. But also... Um, to be able to like kind of collaborate with other people throughout the world. Yeah. I get people from all over the world like emailing me and DMing me, um, you know, saying, oh, your work is so great or whatever, whatever. Like I had a girl yesterday that was DMing me saying like, hey, just admiring your work from afar, blah, blah, blah. And I went to her page and she lives in London, England. Mm-hmm. So it's like a great way, way to put your business on a platform internationally, yeah. Yeah. Um, locally, um, and yeah, I think if you don't have, if you're running a business and you don't have a social media account for your business, you need to get a social media account ASAP mm-hmm. because a lot of big opportunities come through Instagram too, which yeah. is, is funny. Like I know influencers who their lives have been completely changed by a DM. Yeah. So I think that like it's, it's the smartest way to propel your business and it's the easiest way to interact with not only consumers but like other people in the industry that you might want to collaborate with and stuff like pat mcgrath is one of my favorite makeup artists of all time and i Mm -hmm. comment on everything she does and she always comments back and i think that's huge like it's huge like i always feel like oh my god like (laughs) fangirling when she comments i'm like girl stop playing like you know you try to build a little rapport yeah and one of the things that I love about myself is like I think I'm super, super personable and it's easy for people to relate to me and I, it's easy for me to relate to other people. Mm-hmm. So um, I find that, like, for instance, if, if I've ever gone to like a job fair, yeah, I've always gotten the job. Okay. Because I know how to like finesse the situation Appreciate, like yeah. that. So I feel like with social media, being able to kind of brush shoulders with these big heavy hitters in the beauty industry mm-hmm. and maybe build a relationship with them like yeah I'm all for that yeah and, you know people before I used to I used to like not want to post a lot online and not want to comment a lot online but honestly you have to engage like, yeah you, you have to like even when I don't want to say something I say something because it's like the more that people see your name the more that people see you out there engaging the more likely people are going to want to engage with you so that yeah and hashtags is a huge thing for it is it definitely is and I think um social media on a whole has just it has such a big deal to do with 
everything yeah. in terms of branding yourself, mm-hmm. networking. Yeah. So it's it's really good to hear you look at it in a positive light because there are some stigmas to people that sure. are social media models and so on and so forth. And I think with the social media models, like I was even talking about this the other day with someone that, or even with, so, okay, so the way that social media can be super negative, mm-hmm. um, for me, I try to in, do as much organic interaction as possible Mm -hmm. i think when you're running a business a lot of people will say you know plan your posts a month in advance so that you constantly have content going out and stuff which is great but you also want to be super organic yeah um because for instance like i see social media influencers or models or whatever um promoting a product i'm probably not gonna buy it yeah because I know that that person doesn't use that product. Yeah, that's very true. I know true. that they don't care <laughs> about the product. And I know that they've made a contract with the business to make X amount of dollars for mm-hmm. X amount of likes or X amount of comments or whatever. So I think that that for companies is something that they should really put into their mind. Like I don't ever reach out to someone um, like if I'm reaching out to a model or influence, like I try to stay away from influencers. Like yeah. I try to get models from people that are similar to my ideal clients like lifestyle yeah so like i'm not looking for the girls that are completely made up every single day Mm -hmm. because lashes probably aren't gonna last that long and i can respect that because i think still to this day people use models that are always done up Mm -hmm. that do always have a face beat 24 7 realistically fuck it's not the case i don't wear makeup every day yeah exactly and lashes is like perfect for people who don't wear makeup who don't yes and i definitely agree with you because it's just like you just feel like you have that perfect pop. You, you're just like, okay, I'm a little bit put together. And you keep it moving. And, like, most of my clients, that's who they are. They're, like, working people who have, like, shit to do. Yeah. And they don't have time to spend two hours doing wing liner. You yeah. know what I mean? Fuck, I can't even do a wing liner, so. <laughs> exactly. I'm so okay with that. I think it's just, like, really, you got to be super organic and, like, try to be as authentic as possible. I know that I could be a little vulgar, a little rough around the edges. <laughs> So I try to refine it a little bit. I was late today and listen, she she ain't had it. So be on time. And that's the thing. Going back to the boss thing is is like, I think on a personal level, like I'm so chill and I'm so laid back. As like a business person, Mm -hmm. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not fun at all. Well, you know what? But that's good. You have an idea of how you want your business run and how you want things put into place so I can appreciate that yeah. and that just goes to show how much you care about your business I do. and how serious you want it to run cohesively mm-hmm. so I appreciate that and um I did say last question but I do have one yeah, more yeah, where did you get the name Lashmapolitan what sparked that for you <laughs> what the fuck happened I have no idea <laughs> um okay I just for sure for sure knew that I didn't want to be like a lashes by yeah because like, again like it lacks originality it does and it's like oh lashes by <laughs> okay <laughs> holy sh- you thought so hard about that um i was thinking about something that was like similar to me like my brand is very representative of myself which mm-hmm. is why i'm in the process of rebranding right now because yeah. when i first came out i was like pink and like super girly and like when i thought about it that's not me at all like i don't <laughs> ever wear pink Pink is not my first choice for anything. Um, Yeah, it's just not. And I think I'm like a little more edgy than that. So I'm trying to kind of convert the brand into something that's a little more edgy. Mm -hmm. Um, But Lashmapolitan, for me, it was like, what... And like, who am I? And like, I've I've lived in the States. I've lived in Canada. I've Mm -hmm. traveled the world. I've 
I'm like this open book. Like I yeah. love culture and I love food and I love like all these different things. And so Lashmapolitan really for me was like a woman who's just like worldly and yeah. like experiencing different things. And like I think that that it, it came from Cosmopolitan, obviously, yeah. right? Um, and that's that's exactly what it stands for. Like this well traveled, well worldly kind of person that's kind of just living with whatever like the ever changing society. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted Lashmapolitan to kind of stand for. And it's so funny because when I first came out with it, <laughs> and also I think too when I was looking at domain names and shit, like <laughs> there, there's a lot of stuff that's taken. Like Lashmapolitan was one of the only ones that wasn't taken, and I was like, oh, that's well, kind of cool. Kudos to you on creativity. Yeah. So I have it down, but I think that um when I first did it, mm -hmm. people were like, Lashmapolitan, what the fuck is that? I can't pronounce that. Da -da -da -da. And I was be like kind of second guessing it. I was like, maybe I should change my name to something else. But now that I've been interacting with the lash community more they're like yo your name is so original like, it is holy crap and so now i'm like okay no i'm keeping my name no you better keep <laughs> it it's, my name. it's very clever and it's memorable yeah above everything else it's very memorable and i like that and like you said there's so many people yeah. that do lashes and it's like Lashes by Tina. Well, Tina, it was a great job. You thought yeah, really hard about what that. What else is going what on? What else do you do? You know what I mean? And so. I like things that are very, like, like opposite. Like, even with my brand, like, I've had graphic designers want to put, like, lashes or brows or, like, a lash bullet. I'm like, mm, mm I don't want people to look at it and be like, that's a lash company. Yeah. I want them to actually have to, like, open the door and be like, oh, fuck, this is a lash company. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In every aspect of it. So, like, coloring, lettering, name, like, all of that mm -hmm. needed to be, like, differentiated. Because I didn't want it to be cliche and yeah. cheesy and corny. I appreciate that, you yeah. know. It's good. I don't think people... Now, as you said, with our millennial generation, I don't think people put a lot of time and effort no. into the things that they want. Because, like you said, we... We lack that bit of patience. Yeah. We want to see a movement super Instant quickly. gratification. So... To really have the time to get to talk to you and really see what it is that brought you to where you're at now, definitely inspiring, definitely okay. lit some fire under my ass <laughs> yes, to keep this it. pushing. Keep doing it. So that's good. And I would just like you to tell the audience where they can find you, your awesome. tag, and so on and so forth. So... For sure. Um, so we're kind of like working on our website right now. Like it's under construction. But of course, you can always find us at www.lashmapolitan.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. <laughs> That's it, I think. But they're all at Lashmapolitan. So super easy. They're all the same. You don't have to like, there's no dashes or hyphens. So there's no specific spelling. Nope. Just Lashmapolitan and you're good to go. Um, and it's spelled L-A-S-H-P-O-L-I-T-A-N. So that's how you spell it. And then, yeah, you can find us in Etobicoke because that's where we're located right now. Um, Park Lawn and Lakeshore area. Yep. Um, okay, so you guys heard it from the boss lady. Thank you. If you're ever looking for some fancy lashes and some <laughs> sassy brows, yes. you know where to come. So I'd like to thank you guys again for joining Miss K-Lil Baby and the boss lady to Lashmapolitan. Yes. I look forward to hearing any comments or feedback. Once again, thank you for joining us on the business segment. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye.